Hello, folks. A uh, bit of a weird episode this week. Turns out that uh, my usual co-host, Julie, is uh, on assignment at work. Um, basically, she is shooting some kind of... I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the, uh, the lock and key parameters are for uh, her job currently. She's doing a shoot, which is going to go pretty long from what she was saying. Uh, so she will not be able to attend and be here to record the podcast tonight. Um, you know, I've noticed past couple of weeks, a lot of stuff just kind of coming into, coming up and coming into life. Uh, you know, it's, it's strange, you know, I think, uh, this podcast started during the pandemic, obviously, and we, there weren't as many distractions or, or life events that required one of us to you know not be there or where you know we could we could just watch anime the whole time and, and just you know meet the schedule and do that kind of thing but uh you know it's as stuff has been reopening and you know life gets back to whatever normality or you know whatever you want to call it uh there's been some stuff just kind of popping up and so it's been it's been a little difficult to kind of keep up with you know, watching all the anime that we usually do. Um, you know, we had a, <laughs> you know, actually before this happened, we originally watched a movie because we're watching a series right now. It's not a very long series, uh, but the movie was apparently a repackaged version of the first part of a show. So part of me is maybe wondering, well, you know, we'll watch the rest of the show later, maybe as, as its own episode. I'm not. I'm not picturing this as a uh, as a full episode, so to say. I'm gonna call it a a mini-sode, something to kind of you know just keep our our a uh, regular posting, so it's not you know, so this podcast doesn't feel like an inconsistent mess, which is uh, my greatest fear is is inconsistency and uh, <laughs> in the great work we do and the quality of uh, a product we put out. Um, so basically, my idea for this week was just to. Uh, fire up the old microphone and, and, and just ramble for, I don't know, half an hour or something about uh, anime in general and, you know, what I've been up to and, and all that stuff. I, I, I'm sure this is a total exercise in ego, right? You know, I was, I was trying to think about, you know, the podcasts I listen to and the sort of dynamics that play out. And I can't really think of any podcast that are just sort of based around one person talking into a microphone. Um, you know, I'm sure there are, and I'm sure that, you know, it's, it's, it's pure psychotic behavior, right? If you, if you record a hundred episodes of a podcast, that's just you talking into a microphone about something. I think that's kind of nuts, right? I, I guess the way you'd get around it is sort of, you know, all these YouTubers online who, you know, you make a, you make a video about fallout or, the anime you're watching or whatever you can kind of make it into an essay and sort of you know frame it that way but in terms of just unadulterated like pure unfiltered audio content that's just you recording a podcast by yourself you know i mean the, the major exception obviously is is when you have you know a series of guests and your your show is sort of an interview kind of deal or whatever but you know just talking into the void as as i'm doing right now is pretty it's pretty strange um I guess, uh, I mean, if I am going to reveal, you know, I, I mean, we are 
it is just you and me listener right i mean you know i might as well i might as well like reveal something weird uh which is that you know when when i'm alone in the apartment i will sort of just start talking or start imagining a conversation and kind of talk my way through it just so i can kind of i don't know verbalize some of the thoughts i'm having about certain situations whether it's at work or you know my life and stuff and i'll I'll just sort of play out a conversation that's sort of happening so it's not i i guess maybe this is sort of a public outing of that psychotic part of my brain which is that uh there are times where i'll just start speaking to myself for long periods i mean long long periods of time is a little is a little bit of an exaggeration you know this this maybe lasts like i don't know a couple minutes tops you know i don't i don't know if i've ever if i've ever spoken to myself for more than let's say like three minutes or so and we're already at five minutes so you know we're off to a really good start but you know so i'm not as 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 weird as it is this isn't like an unusual thing per se you know i i think i can i can kind of just get myself off uh i can kind of get myself off to a start in terms of speaking uh in a pretty easy way i i i i'm I'm glad that i'm already at uh inadvertently saying something uh creepy or weird but you know I, i i really have no uh major direction for this episode um you know i was i was sort of thinking about past episodes and if there are any hanging threads that i i didn't want to address or whatever or i forgot to address or didn't get the chance to um and one thing that came up a couple weeks ago was um someone alerted me to uh mamoro Husoda, who directed both children mirai two films we watched in the past he made a criticism at, directed at Miyazaki apparently um saying that he didn't like the way that he uh he didn't he wasn't a fan of the way that Miyazaki portrayed women in his film specifically um I don't know if he was giving a I'm just gonna look up really quickly the quote to see if I can find it but apparently he wasn't a fan of the the depiction of women in a lot of Miyazaki's uh work so the the actual quote is young women are treated as sacred which has nothing to do with the reality of who they are um anime filmmaker Mamoru Hosoda see when when it's just me this turns into anime news network this is uh this is all you need really uh he has issues with how women are depicted in Japanese media highlighting the tendency to depict them as sacred um apparently he didn't specifically say Miyazaki in this but I think he was uh I think he targeted a quote like uh master of the genre or something. And so like a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people pointed Miyazaki to sort of uh, pointed to Miyazaki as like the kind of source of his, or the target of his criticism and stuff. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting issue, you know, like um, I, I think when I first, when I first heard, you know, Hosoda that was making this claim, I think the first, the immediate thing that I, wondered was uh does Hosoda have a new film coming out soon um and apparently he does uh he's got this uh yeah his let me let me refine it i think it's just called bell so he's got this new movie bell um and yeah it came out it, it made a shitload of money so he's like you know 
he's he's back at the center of of you know news media and obviously doing a lot of interviews and stuff. The reason I I'm always sort of uh, I, I guess a little cynical when you know creators go after other creators or make sort of you know major criticisms in you know news outlets or whatever, regardless of you know whether I agree with their uh, their premise or their position or not. Um, but it's always I feel like creators always sort of make these comments when they have something themselves to promote, you know, to kind of cut through the, uh, I guess, the static of, you know, whatever news media is going on. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I had no idea that Hosoda had like a new movie out. Right. And I, I guess at this point, I'm not a uh, I'm not unaware of him. You know, I'm an anime watcher at, at this point. You know, I, I think <laughs> me and Julie go back and forth about what our status is as uh, consumers of anime at this point. But I think it's fair to say that I am not, you know, unaware of his work. I like his stuff. I like Wolf Children a lot. I like Mirai. I like his, you know, I like I like his soda stuff. So, and yet I, I, I totally didn't know that he had a movie coming out, right? Just because I, I just don't really frequent um, anime news sites. You know, it's not a part of my regular intake of, online journalism or whatever but what ended up happening was that he made this this sort of uh i guess controversial statement against you know potentially miyazaki or you know really the anime community or anime creators as a whole and you know the industry in general of how they sort of approach women and and in the work and everything um, I guess still like a you know, but I mean speaking to if if this is like a criticism of Miyazaki specifically, I, I kind of uh I kind of don't really agree with it, I guess. Um I I think it's interesting that Miyazaki usually chooses I think almost always chooses female characters as the uh the protagonists of his stories. I think that you know, I think there is something interesting or pointed about the way the the fact that he uses women in in these sort of narratives right like i I think that they're i I don't think it's an unintentional thing that he's expressing these ideas you know i mean you look at totoro and he's expressing these ideas of innocence and sort of you know keeping your imagination imagination as a child and and exclusively kind of expressing it through uh, an avatar of, of a girl or, you know, a woman, right? I think, you know, I mean, I'm just kind of working through my thoughts here. So, you know, I mean, I think there is something um, he, he's potentially maybe saying something about, you know, women only, be, like women specifically having more innocence than men in, in those contexts or whatever. See, this is this is why this is why I need Julia. I need I need someone to, to tell me you know where I'm where where I'm going with this and stuff. But um, I don't know if like maybe this is like a translation issue or whatever. But like the idea of women being sacred, I think, is something I kind of push back against. I guess just because I mean, um, I think at this point, like I'm not like a Miyazaki scholar to say the least, right? But I mean, if you take like the his most prominent work for uh in into account right you look at spirited away and they definitely throw chiro uh chihiro through a lot of shit in that movie right i mean like 
she's not portrayed as as a particularly likable character throughout it i i think through the runtime you know it, i think one of the reasons i i had such a negative reaction to that movie is i thought that she was like super annoying in that i i really didn't relate to her i really didn't find her like a cool character or whatever i i, I thought that she was really grating and it really kind of pushed me away from the movie and especially pushed me away from future rewatches of it um but looking back, you know, I, I think in, in the recent rewatch we did for for the pod, um, I, I think there's there's obviously kind of a point in that, right? Like there's there's obviously like a uh, a narrative arc, and there's obviously like you know the the whole point is the character's growth and becoming a new person and all of this, and you know, kind of dealing with the dealing with real stakes in her life for the first time and dealing with real a real threat of loss and all of this stuff. So it's, um, you know, I, I, it's, she's not like a, a pure character in that sense. Like, I, I think she is like a character with a lot of like flaws and stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I haven't seen princess Mononoke. Obviously I haven't seen Nausicaa Valley of the wind or, uh, a lot of those other movies. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how the women in those are portrayed. Um, I think Kiki's delivery service, I think the entire time Kiki is the sort of um, avatar for, you know, com sort of going into like this new world and sort of discovering, you know, different people and, and meeting them and, and going through all these different experiences and kind of coming into her own and stuff. Um, it's just like, see, this is like the problem. I don't know if, if sacred is the word he used, right? I don't know if that's like the, that's like kind of like the crux of this, uh, of this critique like it's i feel like there might be some kind of differentiation between how we come to understand and what he's actually trying to portray like i think it is it is interesting to me that he doesn't write about like like boys for example um you know or he doesn't he doesn't write about like yeah like adolescent boys or like teenage boys or anything like that which i think is is, is definitely something I, I see in Hisoda's work you know like um Mariah definitely is it's about a boy coming to terms with having a little sister right and so it's 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 kind of about um you know sort of how masculinity kind of develops over time and you know how I I think how that kind of headbutts against you know a potential baby sister and stuff like that um wolf children is 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 definitely I think gender comes into play a lot more in Hisoda's work, which is maybe why he's so critical of, um, of maybe Miyazaki's stuff is that I think the, the dynamic between, I mean, specifically between boys and girls and like their adolescence, right? Like, I think, I think if you look at, um, a lot of all of Miyazaki's stuff, like it, it, it and, and Hisoda's stuff, like a lot of their, a lot of their work has to do with childhood and, you know, children kind of coming into their own and discovering the world in these big ways. And I, I think that the roles in which, you know, boys and, and girls and men and women find themselves in is definitely an aspect of like wolf children and how, you know, the two siblings in that movie kind of come to terms with where they are in their lives and sort of, you know, the boy going off and um, just sort of giving into like this idea of being a wolf and, you know, kind of going into the countryside i could be totally forgetting and this could be the girl too which would make this entire argument totally 
totally stupid and <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. But I, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that the dynamics between boys and girls and Hisoda's work seems like a, a, a pretty a pretty obvious sticking point. I mean, even, you know, even in um Digimon the movie, right? Like the 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 the, the horrible mess of a uh, American production we saw. You know, I think if you take the the two shorts apart, uh, especially the first one where you have Ty and Kari kind of, you know, the way that they sort of interact and the way that Kari kind of leans on Ty to be like the bigger brother, but then it kind of gets subverted where Kari sort of gets herself into trouble. And, you know, there's there's definitely aspects of that as like these two kids. And I think that it's like weirdly sort of a signal that like this is like a Hisoda work, the fact that, you know, that that short is so about these two young children kind of discovering, you know, in their case, like a monster, but, you know, in another movie it would be, you know, the world or life and that kind of thing. So it's clearly a, an important thing for soda. So I can, I can sort of understand like why he would, you know, look at Miyazaki's work and maybe take issue with that or the fact that, you know, and, and I'm I'm also you know asterisking this again. You know, I, I I have not seen the bulk of Miyazaki's stuff at this point, right? Like I'm big Totoro head. Uh, spirit uh, a I don't know where I stand on Kiki's Delivery Service anymore. I think I think after I watched it, I was a little I don't know, <laughs> not miffed. I, no, miffed isn't the right word. I was I was maybe underwhelmed. I think the, I think thinking back on it, I, I like it more in retrospect. I think maybe I was I was maybe going a, uh, a little out of my way to dislike it. I mean, I think I spoke about my fears about um, my whole uh, contrarianism brain problem, right? Like I'm always I'm always worried that I'm I'm not liking something because uh, <laughs> I'm making myself not like it. And you know, I think maybe it came up with Kiki's delivery service, but you know, I like Spirited Away um obviously so i i would say like i'm i'm generally a fan of miyazaki's stuff but and obviously i'm i'm not i haven't exhaustively seen his stuff i know that there's a male character who comes into uh who's an important part of like howl's moving castle i guess i saw that movie when i was like nine or ten but i i could not could not tell you what it was about and I, you know i mean if you look at spirit away i guess haku is part of the movie but even his gender is sort of uh it's sort of not it's almost like kind of disqualified because he's like the spirit of like a river and is sort of the anthropomorphized version of this nature thing right so i i don't know if if the the sort of interplay between uh chihiro and and haku is is as important in that um it's definitely not haku's story in any way you know he's not he's obviously like kind of a one of the main cast members or main characters in that film but i wouldn't say like the movie's about him at all i think it's it's squarely in chihiro's corner so you know i, I think it's an interesting conversation to have for sure you know like how um like why like why doesn't miyazaki kind of express these you know these these ideas that are kind of universal but only expresses them through like the avatar of you know femininity or something um you know I, I don't think you know i don't think innocence or 
you know, wonder or any of those things. Like, I don't think those are masculine or feminine things. I think they're obviously like kind of, you know, I think those are universal ideas, you know, I mean, I, uh, I'm thinking a lot about like, you know, Totoro and, and how it kind of uses imagination as like this, you know, sort of, um, I don't know if shield is the right word, but I, I think more, more so along the lines of like escape, right? Like, you know, the two sisters in that film have all these things going on in terms of like their, their mom on, on her deathbed and stuff. And they, you know, they meet Totoro and they're, they're able to kind of escape from all of that and, you know, stay children and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, like, I, I think, I think that's why so many people connect to the movie, right? Like across, across genders, it's like, you know, it's this universal feeling of, uh, being able to kind of retreat into like a world of imagination and kind of, you know, get away from a lot of like the stresses and stuff, right? Like I definitely still do it, you know, like I, uh, I've been having like this kind of this conversation with people, I think in the last year or so, maybe not specifically like the last year or so, but like, I think it's, it's come up where like, I've, I've, I've been talking to people about like the age they feel as opposed to the age they are um over the weekend we visited julie's brother who moved into his new apartment and, and uh he had recently turned 30 and I, I think i asked him too like um you know like if he feels different at 30 than he does it than he did at 18 and you know he sort of um in the same way i feel like you know he was sort of saying that i, I guess david was on the show so you all know david but um he was sort of saying that you know he feels very similar to how he felt at 18 at you know 30 now like I think these are in her mind it's like these are two very different ages but like I think I think all of us sort of share a similar experience where like you know we we still feel whatever whatever like that central age is or you know I mean I definitely still feel like I'm probably like 14 maybe um whenever puberty like I mean I, I guess puberty goes on longer than is visible or whatever but you know i would say like it, it kind of completed or like i felt like i was at the tail end of that when i was like maybe 14 or 15 or something like that so i, I still feel like i'm squarely in that you know and I, I i and i mean beyond that you know like i feel like i i, I sort of uh i think i i kind of uh i gave up kind of childish things a lot later than other people did you know, like, I think I was, I was still kind of playing with, like, Transformers in middle school, you know, and I don't, I don't think there are any other kids that were, but I remember, like, in, like, seventh or eighth grade, I, I asked for, like, a, like, this Optimus Prime set that, that had come out, and I remember, you know, just playing with that all night at, like, 14, and, and, and imagining it, uh, you know, Optimus going through all these different ventures or whatever, and, you know, with my other figures and stuff, so, like, I think I think I there's there's a lot of that I I haven't um I haven't like given up you know like I, I think I still <laughs> I I still kind of get in these uh I imagine like scenarios or products or whatever I think um I I, I ha I've had this like idea for a uh, a Batman game for the longest time and and so like I think the way that like imagination manifests itself now is like imagining playing this game or more specifically like developing this game which is like it's such a fucking pathetic thing to imagine right imagining creating a video game like 
I don't know, especially like a a, a video game that's a uh, an intellectual property, right? Like, you know, I mean, plenty of plenty of people imagine video games, and then they, I I think they tend to make them. But like, I've had this I've had this idea kind of percolating in my brain about like a a Batman video game, but um, I always thought it would be really interesting to uh something that always kind of struck me about like the world of batman and the video game specifically is like the idea of like the street level criminal like like who are like joker's goons right like who are the guys like getting into like goonery for like two-face or like penguin or whatever and i always imagine like kind of like a gta slash like i don't know like um fallout or like morrowind kind of spinoff where you would be like a uh a, a, a new resident of gotham like you would move in and you sort of decide like you sort of figure out like you know if, if you're if you want to be like a criminal like i think the game would probably push you more into like the criminal side of things but i think you know there'd be an opportunity to be a vigilante and just sort of like being a character where you could uh you know become like a goon for two-face or like joker or all these people and sort of like do missions for them and, and kind of in like an open world rpg way so like you know you kind of with with like the aspect of like you know batman kind of in like the background of everything right so like you would you would commit crimes and you could you know do all of the the crime shit right and you would you would try and try and not raise the suspicion of like batman or robin or nightwing or all of like the other bat family members and you try and um try and evade them in the same way that you would like you know it, it would be sort of like how how you evade like the police and grand theft auto where you have like a five star rating system or a six star rating system or whatever where like each preceding star the game the the danger becomes a little more real like the police call in the fbi or like the army in the older games and it sort of becomes more dang like the more dangerous you get, the more dangerous the game gets against you. And so, you know, I, I imagining like a mechanic sort of similar, right? Like the more outrageous a crime you commit, the more likely Batman is to show up or the more likely like Robin is to show up and, you know, shit gets real and, and becomes almost, you know, you're pretty screwed. Like, you know, you're, you're going like, you're depending on where you, where you're at at the game. Like, I, I, I think the idea would be like, you could, sort of become like a another member of like the rogues gallery or whatever after a certain point like if you come into your own and you you can kind of you know run your own crew and stuff and you know evading batman that way and um you know getting around him and stuff but like i don't know like i'll just i'll just like imagine what this game would look like and sort of like the setting and stuff or you know creating it and the features and everything it's it's such a we like i don't I don't I don't know it's probably not normal but I don't I don't really give a shit it's it's just like this uh I think like that's sort of where my imagination or whatever retreats to now like it's it's something a little more um sort of based in reality I think when I was a kid I would always kind of just imagine I don't know I was like a, a power ranger when I was like really young and then that morphed into like um I don't even know like final fantasy characters or like um yeah maybe like maybe like really like kind of early anime stuff but you know like i would imagine i was uh a character in those worlds or whatever but now it's sort of uh 
now I think the way I process that is is kind of taking whatever those things are and kind of uh, planning them in reality through like a, a video game or whatever. But I don't know. You know, it's it's uh, it's 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 weird, right? Like, so I, I think imagination. I, I don't know. I don't know where the hell I was going with this. I think I wanted to. I feel like this is some weird confessional thing where like I'm I'm talking about all these like stupid things that that come across my brain and or that I I get into in in terms of like a thought process. We're already at like the the half hour mark, so that's that's a really good sign that I'm able to just uh just kind of go on a tangent and just like never stop talking and stuff. It's uh I don't know. I think I I I go into like the state sometimes. You know, I notice I notice when I have to give like a presentation at work where like I um I can just like keep talking and I can just you know kind of keep going or whatever I uh I always get really nervous before I have to do some kind of speaking engagement or um you know talk in front of people or, or kind of present an idea or whatever right it, it always it always kind of fucks me up beforehand like I get I get super nervous I, I feel like the world's gonna end and then I don't know like when I when I when it happens I just kind of uh it's almost like I, I leave I kind of like I kind of leave my body almost like I it's it's I know I I, I just kind of enter like this autopilot mode where like I can just keep talking and I can kind of keep expressing these ideas and I don't know it's uh I don't know if people are I don't I, I guess people are okay with it you know I don't think anyone's like annoyed by the fact that I can keep talking and I don't think I'm like you know, just making shit up. Like, I think everything I say is, has some kind of relation to an idea or is purposeful or whatever. So I don't know, but you know, in the same way, like I, I think I'm, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I joked to a couple friends that I would be doing this episode this way and that I would just be rambling. And I think they thought it was funny and that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it, but you know, here we are half an hour in and I haven't, um, I haven't stopped talking. So that's a, that's a good sign. I am going to drink uh, a little bit of water though because my throat is a little you know i don't know if um water drinking is uh like a good asmr thing that was a really gross um Typically, like, drinking water doesn't sound that gross for some reason, but maybe because I'm, like, hyper-fixated, it sounded especially gross. I don't know how to, like, cut anything out either, so, you know, I feel bad. I feel really bad that I was just uh, chugging on air, but, um, imagination, Totoro, Miyazaki films, uh, yeah, I mean, imagination is a sort of universal idea, I think, and so, you know, to kind of, uh, I, I guess, attribute it or express it through, you know, exploring, exploring that idea through like a female avatar, like maybe it's a little strange, like maybe it's a little weird that he doesn't choose to explore it through a male character or whatever. Um, maybe it's easier to, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's easier to sort of empathize with a, a, a woman or a, a female character in a, in a piece of media um, uh, versus like a male character. I don't think so. Right. Like I think we're, we're sort of talking about it in the last episode, but like it's, it's interesting that like Ash is kind of uh, 
you know, sort of like a little bit of an, an androgynous character. I mean, I, I think when you when you take it to like you know his, his voice and how it's 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 you know it's very kid like. It's it's he's often voiced by a woman. Um, very so like very much so like a kind of an androgynous figure in that sense in a way that you know a lot of kids can kind of um jump you know relate to him and like that character and stuff so i don't know like maybe there is some like maybe there is an intentionality like there is something about um you know using women exclusively to like express these ideas but i i also like I don't know like I don't I don't it's hard for me to like uh it's weird right like I think Miyazaki's become kind of like this this myth mystical figure where like you know everything he puts out is amazing and 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 stuff like that so it's it's sort of it's it's sometimes kind of weird to like level criticism against him and I, I I know that it's funny coming from me because I think I've been uh cartoonishly anti Miyazaki for the longest time and I've I've sort of found things to like criticize him for. Right. But, you know, I, I think, you know, in reality, like actually taking the work for the work or whatever, I think every, you know, these, these movies are really put on a pedestal and they're, they're sort of elevated beyond, you know, your sword art online's or your, um, you know, your Gundams and stuff, you know, and there's plenty of good Gundam stuff. I don't know why that came to mind specifically, but like, you know, people, people put his work above other anime, um, you know, and rightfully so, I, I would say for a lot of it, you know, I mean, I, he's, it, it's kind of, I'm kind of blown away by how much I really like Totoro. Um, I'll get to that in a second, but you know, so it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to like, you know, picture some kind of like malicious, um, I don't know, intent or like. I don't know what how you what you would want to call it like inclination in his work to like you know be misogynistic or to like portray women in one way and like a negative thing but I mean I don't know like I don't I don't really know the guy and I don't really know his relationship with women I uh, but you know I I just it the and and obviously and I guess you know hence another another problem of just me running this episode right I don't have a my julia is the the counterpart offering this perspective from a woman but like i don't i don't know if i've ever you know taken his portrayal of women to be like a malicious thing or uh, painting women in a negative light or anything but human humans having human experiences like i think there's there's plenty of anime that we've seen that have portrayed women as the sort you know either as uh I think a lot about like Love Hina, where like I feel I feel like a lot of the women in that show were they could get away with being like horrible people, like like the show was sort of unaware of how terrible like the women in that were, um, you know, or in or there or there's like you know shows where like there there are these like female characters that are. Uh, you know their whole existence is like innocence in that way like they're they're totally untouched by anything and they never have any impure thoughts and i think that's definitely it's definitely like kind of an annoying trope right like i think it it totally like dehumanizes uh the character like i i you know i'm, I'm thinking a lot about uh like the daughter character in sword art online like the fake 
AI girl that the two characters have. Like it's like it's this character just rooted in this identity of of total innocence and no flaws whatsoever or whatever, right? Like this this weird angel of purity or whatever. And I you know I think in that in context like and that's like a tropey character, right? Like I, I can't totally come up with like an example of that in other anime we've seen i know it's come up several times but like it's it's not it's it sort of takes this like idea of femininity and sort of uh i don't know like it it makes it like this uh just like this like kind of fragile and sort of unchanging thing as opposed to like you know obviously women are are capable of many different emotions and personalities and, 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 you know, depths and emotions and all this stuff. So it's, you know, when women are portrayed in that way where, you know, they're like these angelic beings or whatever, it's it sort of, it, it kind of pushes it further away from like a, the idea of like a, a human or whatever. And I think, I think that's often like really, you know, uh, awful or, or whatever, you know, and it's, it, it's like, I don't know, like the, the, I always, I always really relate to like, you know, I think like the, the, the women in, in, in the anime we've seen, I, I, I think I tend, I think I find a lot more to relate with than like the men in, in the anime. And I don't really know what this says about, you know, women in anime in general, or like my relationship with women or my relationship with, you know, any of whether or not like these women express like ideas of like masculinity or femininity like i'm not i'm not quite sure what any of you know any of this says and you know if i'm being problematic or an idiot or whatever you know so be it and you know feel free to call me out on it i guess but like you know i i think that like the the women in a lot of the movies we've seen uh are often better expressed or better I don't know. There's just something about like the, the struggles they go through that I find a lot more in common with than like a lot of like the, I guess like their, their male counterparts in some of like the other anime. Like, um, I mean, I'm specifically thinking of like, uh, Tsukiko Sagi and Paranoia Agent, like this creator who is kind of haunted by like this lie that gets bigger and bigger and, um kind of becomes out of her control right like i think i think i found a lot of a lot of things to like relate with in that and then obviously like serial experiments lane and you know i mean I, and, and maybe those things aren't related to their gender either like i i think you could have i think you could have made the story of, of Tsukiko saki have it be like a, a a male character and have it or a gender neutral character whatever like i don't i don't think these are are specifically um these these ideas have any specific uh notions of masculinity or femininity or what have you right i think it i think it's like a, it's it's a strange anime thing but like i think i think it so happens to like you know a lot of the characters i i i find something to relate to are women more than men like i'm really trying to rack my brain and there aren't like any there aren't like any male characters like i found like a major like affinity to and in, in a lot of these these things like even i mean i guess like maybe nauta in fully coolie but like it's it's weird like my first um 
my first thought was how I, I, I found myself relating to like Nina Mori more like this idea of, um, you know, and, uh, the, her now to his classmate who like makes up, who, who sort of sabotages or kind of manipulates like the school process. So that way she would be the, or that, or that way he would be the lead in the, in the play that she sort of, I guess, headlining or, or pushing or whatever. So, um, so that, you know, that's, that's one thing. Like, I, I think I, I jumped to her before I, I jumped to him or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like it, what, maybe the male in anime is, is less, <laughs> maybe like the male in anime feels like a little more rigid than the woman in terms of like the roles like kind of given in like boy anime or like the the ideas or the feelings kind of expressed i think that's i think it's definitely changing and i think like the emotions and i you know feelings and stuff that uh shown in anime is sort of expressing and stuff is is getting a little more varied i think um demon slayer being the uh the prime example there of like the the the, the newest or the most modern anime in that sense sort of expressing i don't even know if you would if you would i guess it is kind of expressing masculinity or, or you know like i think the, the 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 male in that character is very like it's like this typical like shonen warrior idea right like but you know he's i think he's a little deeper than that but like you know i, I look at like like goku was never depressed you know what i mean like fucking dragon ball z or like these like anime are about like uh i mean maybe goku was depressed like maybe i hope someone sends me like a uh you know like a a clip of like goku being sad or whatever um but i i don't know like i i was never i mean even as a kid like i was never attracted to like uh like the hyper masculine anime like that really um I mean, I guess later on, like I, I connected to like Naruto, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Like I I, I think that the stuff I kind of connected to had like a, a strong female presence in it, or like was central or, or or was central around like a woman in the in the show. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, fully coolly even like you know that was I considered that to be like my favorite anime for a long time and um the main you know Nauta's like the protagonist but haruko is that is is like kind of like the driving force of the show right like she's like such a strong presence in the show and and she also is not like this you know not a symbol of like uh, sacred pure whatever in the, in the least like she's a fucking asshole but is is such an interesting character and has like all these different facets and sides to her that made her a really I, I guess interesting character in that sense so sorry i i got off to a, a totally unrelated uh side ramble so i'm i'm just gonna <laughs> so I, I i i cut that out but um i guess like I, I don't know i don't really have anywhere else else to go with this this episode this has gone on for kind of an insane amount of time for like a, a mini soda anyway so um i don't really ha yeah it's it's uh yeah
I wish Julie was here. I wish I had someone to bounce off my stupidity with. I think I've I've about hit my limit of of self talk and uh being able to sort of run an entire episode solo. I think it's a fool's errand. I think you need someone to bounce shit off of, so I don't know. Everything else in I haven't really been watching much uh, TV. There's that show White Lotus that I think I might watch after this. Um, I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard it's like a kind of drama show or something. Um, someone, I'm I'm very suspicious of like current viral marketers that I think um, I think people are going towards twitter users or or people who are like good at twitter to like tweet about their show to get people to watch it um i have as a as a marketer myself it has not been a tactic or whatever but i know you have to disclose if, if that is the case but I, f I find that like the the stuff i'm interested in watching has to do with like uh people's tweets or you know people speaking about a show or whatever more more so than like the show's actual uh marketing materials so i don't know maybe it is um i found that uh that fast and the furious like family meme to be totally fucking uh just like totally man like manufactured for some reason like it was that was like the weirdest meme you know like the whole like blah 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 and then like vin diesel showing up and saying it's about family just because like i feel like that's been like a it's been like an insight it's been like a joke for i don't know like 10 years and now it popped up as like this meme everywhere so like i don't know i'm very suspicious about like the universal suits hiring some people to like make a bunch of memes and stuff i don't know that, that might just be me going off on like conspiracies or whatever maybe i should maybe i should do like a consp I, I should become like a conspiracy guy and just like totally go all QAnon and shit and, and just totally jump into like the deep waters of insanity i think that would probably be uh that'll probably be fun right like if you if you if you start hearing me just slowly descend into like total madness about different uh different conspiracies and shit not really yeah i i, I don't know i don't have anything else much to say um let, let us know what uh what anime you're watching. I'm I'm curious how everyone else is doing and reacclimating and all of that. Uh, you know, potentially this week we're gonna have a second or an actual episode depending on what our schedules look like. But uh, yeah, tell tell me how you thought of my uh my my descent into madness and doing a uh, a solo episode like this. Um, shoot us an email. Why do people like anime at gmail.com uh if this is the episode you give a five-star review to i'm i'm amazed but uh if you want to go ahead and, and give the show a, a a high rating on itunes that would be very helpful for our uh ranking in the uh the charts or whatever i don't know i don't really care about that shit but i don't know um i, I guess i kind of do i like i like seeing the number we've there's been a couple times where like the podcast has gone to like number 20 and stuff so that's like cool um so i don't i don't i definitely don't mind it but i don't it's not like i don't know help us out just just do it i guess and uh follow us at why do people like anime on instagram um we're finally getting merch made uh julie f f 
finish up this uh this design for a shirt that I've 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 sort of been pestering her about for a while. I'm gonna put it on a mock up and then hit up a printer to see like how what I need to do to kind of get it to you know to print it and stuff. So you know that'll be exciting. Um, but yeah, I think that about does it for me in this mini sode. Um, I hope I don't have to do this in the future anytime soon because I think I just uh, I just get into total idiocy after a certain point but um you know we'll see uh see you next time drive safe